Hello, welcome back. This is episode two. My name is Azucena and I'm a graduate student at Northwestern University in the Master of Public Health program. Today, we will talk about different topics related to caregivers' experiences. Specifically, we will talk about mental and physical challenges, as well as presenteeism. Throughout this episode, I will incorporate the perspective of Dr. Rachel O'Connor on these topics. Dr. O'Connor is a health service and public health researcher at Northwestern University. Her research focuses on understanding cognitive and psychosocial determinants of chronic disease self-management behaviors and health outcomes. Dr. O'Connor contributes in large capacities to research related to Alzheimer's disease. To start us off, I first asked Dr. O'Connor about common mental and physical hardships shared by caregivers, to which she responded with, quote, caregiving takes a pretty significant toll on them, both physically and emotionally. But I've also heard of people who it seems like caregiving has not taken a toll on them at all, end quote. As we continued our conversation, we concluded that individuals who take on caregiving responsibilities alone often find it more challenging than someone that has a lot of additional caregivers involved. She explained that she recently spoke to a caregiver who looks after their spouse with the help of two adult sons and a full-time paid caretaker. In this example, caregiver reported low burden associated with caregiving. On the other hand, people that did not have the same support system often experienced greater burden and physical challenges. As we continue talking about mental and physical challenges, Dr. O'Connor identified stress and pressure as common descriptions to the experience of caregivers. These emotions can easily transfer to everything you do aside from your caregiver responsibilities. While most of us know about stress and pressure, I want to talk about presenteeism. Presenteeism is a situation where employees physically report to a workspace despite being sick or tired, affecting their productivity and work quality. Although Dr. O'Connor does not mention presenteeism, some research suggests that an estimated 60% of employed caregivers encounter serious difficulties managing their dual caregiving and job roles, meaning that a large number of caregivers still want 
or need to work while juggling the demands of caregiving. If you are a caregiver and still working, it is possible to feel tired or become sick. Feeling tired or sick directly impacts your quality of work, which in the defin- which is the definition of presenteeism. I like to extend this definition to my students who are studying and caregiving. It is very difficult to worry about homework assignments, projects, or final exams when you are dealing with the emotional impacts related to caregiving experiences. I want to take some time to share with you that I was once a caregiver myself. Thinking back to my experience, I definitely dealt with stress, pressure, and presenteeism. Back then, I didn't know my emotions had a name. But throughout this project, I learned that I was experiencing presenteeism. And I hope this is a space that you, my listeners, can learn about this too. Unfortunately, no one is ready for the demands of caregiving. The demands of this role often make you feel like a break is not an option. And next thing you know, your mental and physical health are suffering. This idea about taking a break being impossible is something else I spoke to Dr. O'Connor about. During our conversation, I was reminded about the guilt caregivers feel when thinking about taking a break or even the guilt associated with asking for help. Although taking breaks may feel impossible, I want you to know that as a caregiver, you are allowed to feel tired and you are allowed to take breaks. Taking a break goes a long way. Breaks do not mean that you do not love the person you're caring for. I actually think that breaks can benefit the person with Alzheimer's as well as the caregiver. Taking a break looks different for everyone. It can mean going away for a weekend or simply leaning on other family and friends for support while you take a shower or go for a walk. Leaning on others is important for creating a village that can help you throughout every stage of caregiving. Having a village can help reduce common physical, mental, and presenteeism hardships commonly experienced by caregivers. Now, let's hear from my conversation with Dr. O'Connor. Seems like it does take a village or like a lot of people um, in order to kind of 
do the amount of work and caregiving that like is often necessary. Um, but then for other people who are experiencing this greater burden um, and it has affected them physically um, and mentally, it, it often just is them on their own. It really does take a village. The concept of needing a village really resonated with some of my personal experiences. When I heard Dr. Rachel O'Connor's words, they helped me understand the value of a village. A village in caregiving is important because it offers the opportunity to distribute responsibilities among a group of people, which allows for more opportunities to take well-deserved breaks. Now, I know there is no standard way of avoiding the pressure that comes from being a caregiver. However, distributing the complex responsibilities of caregiving seems to help alleviate some burden. Shifting gears a little bit here. In my first episode, I mentioned Woodson Library. As a reminder, Woodson Library is a dementia-friendly library in Chicago. I'm bringing this resource back up because I had an opportunity to make a quick stop. During my visit, I I spoke to a super resourceful librarian. She mentioned Woodson Library partners with organizations and churches in the area which bring helpful resources for caregivers. Two resources she shared with me um, are the annual town hall meetings in November and the weekly dementia caregiver support group sessions. If you're interested in attending either of these, I encourage you to stop by the Woodson Library or visit their website. I'm not sharing their time or dates Uh, which these are held on because I'm not entirely sure when you'll be listening to this podcast. But I promise these seem like great opportunities to take part in. This can be a place to learn about the progression of Alzheimer's disease and learn from other caregivers. Before I end this episode, I'd like to send a big thank you to Dr. O'Connor for chatting with me regarding this very important topic. I greatly appreciate your contribution to the research in the field of dementia, and I wish you luck with all your projects. Thank you so much. In this episode, we talked about the importance of creating a village, taking breaks, and presenteeism awareness. For more information on Alzheimer's disease, visit the Alzheimer's Association website at www.alz.org.